Welcome to the Red Letter Christians podcast. Red Letter Christians gets our name from the Bibles that highlight the words of Jesus in red. And we're aspiring to live as if Jesus meant the stuff he said. We know that the loudest, most prominent voices representing Christianity in America haven't always been the most beautiful or the most faithful voices. And we know that the way we change the narrative is by changing the narrators. We are committed to amplifying the voices of people who are dedicated to Jesus and to justice. Kelly Lattimore and I have, we've kind of known each other a little bit from a distance and I've loved your work. I've got your art and icons, uh, you know, in our shop and our home. Um, and, um, I don't know, it's, it's not every day that you, you know, a friend that, that creates icons, man. So I, <laughs> I think it'd be cool for people to hear a little bit more like how you got into this and found your way making these beautiful images. Well, yeah. So I, I mean, I went to school for religion and art at Greenville University, Southern Illinois. And um, after school, I ended up moving to Athens, Ohio and worked in a food pantry farm. I met a couple, Paul and Sarah Clever, that started a community there. Um, but the the main uh, place was called the Good Earth Farm. We grew food for food pantries, a really kind of food insecure mm. area. But I, I'd always been doing landscapes and portraits but one of the members of our community father tom one day he had asked me um you know had you ever painted an icon before and i hadn't and so i got but i got really curious and just kind of started how all iconographers but uh artists alike is i just started tracing over the old images and like scenes of jesus and saint francis and all kinds of stuff and but then i got really curious and wanted to do my first original icon which was uh based on kind of our common life together where my brother paul used to say you know as we're uh, growing food for the food insecure and, and wanting to be in right relationship with the earth. How do we be in Jesus' worlds? Uh, consider the lilies of the field, as Jesus would say. And so that became the focus of my first icon. Now, it was a, it was a I don't know if you see, it wasn't a good, like, uh, it was a good first try. Like, the lines are really shaky, and Jesus almost surprised that the lilies are in his hand. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was beautiful is that um, even though it wasn't a great uh, icon, it, uh, the community embraced it and because it was a part of our common experience. And so it really showed me how art can really be a placeholder for a community's thought and prayer, but the most importantly, their action. And so really, man, it's just snowballed from there. I just different people, you know, requesting icons. And now, you know, 13 years later, um, still still doing it. And I'm really grateful for the work I get to do. It's a very communal art and I get to engage with a lot of different communities and through this now you. So yeah, uh, man, really I mean, it. a lot of folks have seen some of the images of um, the Holy Family really as kind of a contemporary refugee or immigrant family that you've made. Right. And we've got your image of Jesus busting a gun over his knee, uh, you know, inspired by the uh, 1950s Otto Pinkock uh, piece. Mm-hmm. And and uh, it's it just, it, but there's a part of this that's kind of building on tradition, right? Because you've got like a really Lattimore touch, unique like <laughs> style and touch, but it's also kind of winking back at this hundreds of year old tradition, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's really just trying to take um, just like the original iconographers. Um, I, mean, I mean, for those, I mean, icon just is literally Greek for the image and then offer a writer. Um, but another interpretation I heard of it is depictor of life, what I, life, which I like a lot. But really the church has kind of engrafted that language into itself. And um, But for me, it was just like taking symbols and meaning and
and metaphors and putting together in such a proper way where, you know, you kind of understand what's going on. And for the church for a long time, you know, people were illiterate. That's kind of the only way they knew it was going on through the, the stained glass windows and artwork and stuff. And so um, for me, it's just, yeah, taking a really big, deep dive into these these metaphors and these uh, images that have kind of come from the past. But then again, um, really, my work has really tried to focus on uh, kind of carrying those into the present. So again, the having the Holy Family being depicted as Latinx immigrants in the desert or refugees fleeing, uh, you know, uh, to, uh, you know, the homeless poor and doing like a, a tent city nativity, which I did last year. So really just kind of, which we had a uh, camping ban that was put in effect in St. Louis. And so all these yeah. tent cities have been popping up, which is just awful. Um, but again, it's taking those same things, but kind of highlighting the ways that the Holy Family is like right in the, or the Christ is right in our own backyard. <laughs> and yeah, just, yeah, yeah. You know, so. And so that that's the backdrop, y'all. And so then um, kind of this moment where we're seeing so many lives lost in Gaza. Um, and, you know, over the last two months, it's now over 20,000 lives. And some believe that's the low. I mean, that's the ones we know the names of. We, you know, they've counted the bodies of. We don't even know how many might still be missing. And so at mm. least 20,000 people that have now died um, in the past two months from this kind of militaristic response to the horrible events that happened on October 7th. And so now we see, you know, over 8,000 of those are children. Um, and it's churches that have been bombed, schools, hospitals. Uh, it's things that we would not allow any other nation to do, except it feels like because of the suffering and anti-Semitism and the backdrop of the Holocaust and all of the, the, the terror that has been targeted to Jewish people, there's now kind of this blank check that's allowing for Israel, the state of Israel, to do um, unimaginable um, violence. And the U.S. is very complicit. I mean, we've spent billions and billions and billions of dollars um, funding this war. And the bombs uh, that are falling in Gaza, incidentally, it, it, you know, we, we now know that they were made in Scranton, Pennsylvania, a couple hours from where I live, Joe Biden's hometown. Those bombs are manufactured and being shipped over to Israel. Um, and the U.S. has been really the sole superpower in the U.N. Security Council to veto and block a resolution of ceasefire, and even going back to Obama, to block a resolution that would stop the continued expansion of settlements um, on, on Palestinian land and the bulldozing of Palestinian houses. So there's a whole backdrop of this. But as you're watching this, a lot of us feel kind of powerless. Like, what can we do? And that's where Kelly and I, you know, started dreaming and scheming and praying a little bit and thinking. And, um, and, and this is really important, too, is that part of what we've been doing is um, realizing that we have friends over there, that we, I mean, some of my deepest inspirations are, are Palestinian theologians and friends. So we've done, um, this month, uh, we, we did an event with Munther Isaac, who's a great Palestinian pastor and theologian. And we just had Mitri Raheb, who is the most widely published Palestinian theologian in the world. We did uh, his book, Decolonizing Palestine, this week. So we've been reading, thinking, listening. And one of the things that Munther did in this 
season of Advent, right, leading up to Christmas, is in Bethlehem, the the birthplace of Jesus. They um, decided we need to do Christmas differently. Uh, in fact, uh, in one sense, they canceled the more celebratory Christmas services in order to grieve the lives that are right now being lost in Gaza. And many of these are just their family members. This is not distant for them. I mean, I remember just a few weeks ago, like on the phone, looking at the pictures of uh, uh, the family members and loved ones and childhood friends of Yusef and Shireen and others that have died in Gaza. Um, and so what they did was they cast the nativity scene um, in the Bethlehem Lutheran Church there um, in the rubble, Jesus in the rubble. And this made it all over, kind of went viral in international news. And um, and one of the things that Munther said when he was asked, where is God in this violence, in this war? And Munther said, God is under the rubble. So this image of Christ in the rubble and the nativity and this idea that God right now is with those who are suffering. Um, and, and and that this is part of what happened. Like, this is the whole message of, of Christmas is that there is a God who is with us, with the suffering. Um, and so that's where Kelly really stepped in and we started thinking, let's, let's create a piece of art that honors the, the celebration of Jesus, but also the kind of solidarity that we want to have with those who are suffering right now. Right, bro? Yes. Yeah. And again, I'm speak. I went to Palestine in 2008 and got to meet some amazing individuals there. And so through the creation of this uh, and Shane and asking uh, if I could do this and immediately just those faces came to mind and uh, the people that I met when I was there and people are still there and, and fighting for justice and peace and uh, nonviolently, I might add too. Uh, um, and so just thinking about them through the whole uh, creation of this piece, but also, you know, trying to honor them, but also, again, kind of taking the, the Holy Family and the, the kind of symbols that we have of that and kind of carrying it into the present with, with what is sadly going on right now in Gaza. So. Yeah. And so this is the big, uh, the big reveal, the big unveil. I mean, Kelly's been working kind of around the clock because we wanted to um, we wanted to to really listen to the spirit and listen to other people who are um, directly impacted in the heart of this and so we've been kind of pitching some different ideas around and um, and we're releasing this new icon today um, very strategically um, so should I say that before let me say it before so that you're kind of the climax as we like to see it but so here's what we're gonna do as, as Kelly shares this like original icon that he's he's created um, we're gonna make it available for free uh, as a digital download so that we can get it out there. People can use it for Christmas or over the next uh, week or so. And we want people to share it as a way of um, standing in solidarity with with those who continue to suffer the violence uh, in Gaza and the West Bank. And um, so it'll be free. And then it'll also be on Kelly's website long term. Um, But the other thing that we're doing is we're going to try to uh, generate a whole bunch of financial support for our friends over over in Palestine. And so for every $100 or more that you give to, uh, we're going to tell you how in just a second, um, you'll get, what do you call this, an inaugural print, like a first edition limited print. Limited edition print, yeah. Limited edition print. Kelly's going to sign it. Um, I mean, Kelly, like one of the things I've loved about you is you're like, so uh, you you could care less about getting your name out there, but you you created this and we, we celebrate that. So you're willing to sign up to 500 of these. So if you give a hundred dollars you'll get a signed eight by ten uh limited edition print of the icon and if you give less than that give whatever you can some of you you know you may give really generously a, a thousand five thousand ten thousand dollars we're going to send all of that to uh, uh 
to Gaza, but through our friends in Bethlehem. They're going to help get that there. So uh, we're dot, we're all that will be on the Red Letter Christians website, redletterchristians.org. So know that the, ava- the, the image we wanted to get out there, so we're making it available. Kelly has agreed to do that for free uh, for the next day or so. But then any gift that you give right now uh, of $100 or more, you'll get a, a, a signed um, print of this. So here it is. I mean, a little drum roll. Yes. I mean, I, and, and honestly, like we say this not like this is a somber celebration. Like we said, we wish we didn't have to create an image like this. And yet we do. So here it is. Get the right angle here. Sorry, guys. Yeah, so powerful, man. Mm. And I think you said, bro, that um, I mean, a part of what you wanted to capture, right, is like a, a more traditional nativity, but also what's happening now and a, a modern kind of iteration of that, right? You want to say a little bit more about like what went into the creating of it? Yeah. Um, again, yeah, taking kind of some of the similar forms from iconography and this, uh, obviously the position of the Holy Family um, is uh, you find a lot of traditional icons, there's different versions, but then again, then bringing it into kind of the present moment under the rubble um, and also the, you know, the buildings in the background, uh, similar to the, the style of iconography, but unfortunately, um, you know, burned and collapsing and, and bombed. Um, mm. But then also kind of bringing in other things into it, an olive tree, which is very much a symbol of Bethlehem, but also the mm. resilience of the people. And um, when I went there, I mean, they, I'm just like, there's olive wood bowls everywhere and was given one as a gift. And really, uh, my friend Janice made that uh, observation to put that in there. Mm. The sign of almost hope through it but again it's the that Christ says he's to be found in the least of these as those in Gaza are right now and those who suffer as many people are and have right now there mm. <clears throat> and did you say we're, we're calling it uh, nativity in the rubble or what, what, what were you thinking yeah under the yeah. rubble in the under rubble. the rubble yeah whatever yeah <laughs> uh, I uh, month or said yeah I think it was in the rubble or under the rubble I mean I'm, I'm so grateful that we have gifted artists like you that are using your gifts for the sake of God's work and reign in the world. And um, I think of that, you know, that old saying of Beekner that we've got to take our deepest passions and connect them to the world's deepest pain. And so to have your skills and your gifts, like not only making holy art, but making holy art that is also um, directly connected to the reality uh, of, of the many unholy things that people are experiencing right now, especially in in this ancient land, right, where the prophets and our ancestors and our entire faith history was lived out in these towns like Bethlehem and um, and uh, Gaza, I mean, where some of the oldest churches, the most historic roots of our faith are, and not just Christianity, but other faiths as well. But I think for particularly for those of us who want to say that we follow Jesus, the Prince of Peace, um, let's not allow our faith to disengage and to be detached and just have these Christmas celebrations as if everything's just okay in the world, because this is the same Jesus that wept over Jerusalem and the Holy Land because they didn't know the things that would lead for peace. And so this Jesus is weeping over Gaza right now, uh, and literally under the rubble, because as Kelly said, whatever we do to the least of these, we do it under Christ. Thank you, brother. Yeah, one more thing to someone else's canned goods, but uh, Father Mark Bazzuti-Jones, who's an Episcopal priest, likes to say that icons can be like a window to God or window to sing mm. like that's kind of how they're you know talked about but they can also be iconoclastic in the sense of breaking images and mark likes to say it's they can be iconoclastic in in the way that there's something about the image of god that will always be resisted and there's something about the image 
of God that will always be crucified because we continue to crucify each other. Mm. So, mm. I mean, and I think that's just it is, um, and I'm not the only one doing this work, but really want to uh, have images that just like any other type of art art form will really create that dialogue, like you said. And so hopefully um, this piece can do a little bit of that and create some really important conversations that need to happen within the church, but I mean, and just worldwide as well. But yeah, yeah that's my hope. Amen. So we'll, we'll uh, let you like, like, um, continue to spread the the word about this image, but also like um, um, share it, you know, use it in your services this this season and it'll be available. Um, you want to tell folks your website, Kelly? Yes, kellylattimoreicons.com and there's uh, the the image will be available for download shortly and they'll be under downloadables and you can download the, the image right there. And then if you go, yeah, absolutely. And if you go to Red Letter Christians, that's where you'll find more information on the current campaign to try to uh, raise funds for Gaza relief and um, and for every dollar every donation of a hundred dollars or more you'll get a signed copy of this piece um, so we'll also be broadcasting um, live from Bethlehem on Saturday morning uh, I think it's 11 o'clock Eastern time but all that's on our website and month or Isaac will be delivering the sermon there'll be a liturgy of lament and grief as we celebrate Jesus we'll also be grieving with the families of Gaza so uh, thanks so much for um, well thank you man Kelly yeah. for for yeah. like being able to 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 team up and and do this together and and also um to um remember our friends uh over in the West Bank and in, in Gaza and Palestine right now. Yeah, thank you too. Yeah, it's an honor. Awesome. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Red Letter Christians podcast. Too often, Christians have used our faith as a ticket into heaven and a license to ignore the world we live in. But at Red Letter Christians, we believe our faith is not just about going to heaven when we die, but also about bringing heaven to earth while we live. For more information on Red Letter Christians and upcoming events, additional resources, you can go to the show notes or our website, redletterchristians.org. You can also support Red Letter Christians by giving a one-time donation or becoming a monthly sustainer. Just go to our website and click the red donate button. Thank you for being a part of this conversation and for being a part of this movement.